0: Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. Hope you're doing well, and uh, we love you, one and all of our listeners. Let me start off by saying that I see the numbers. You guys are doing great. We're all, I mean, we're seriously all around the world. We are all around the world with this show. We are international uh, Canada, the UK, France, uh, Macau. So thank you for listening. Thank you for injecting yourself with the paranormal. I appreciate it. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I love you guys. You're great. Seriously. It, it's it's because of you that I do this show. Um, and I see the numbers. And I love it. Thank you so much. I love it. I'm loving these numbers. Getting bigger and climbing higher. And I love it. So, guys, thank you. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends... Tell everybody you know within shouting distance that loves paranormal stuff. When you go to a paranormal con or any con, say, hey, do you like paranormal stuff? Listen to the paranormal rabbit hole. This guy's awesome. He drinks, tells ghost stories and stories of hauntings and stuff. We're going to get more haunting stories in, by the way. Next one's going to be a haunting. But I wanted to be fair. I wanted to give some love to the UFOnauts and the alien bros in this, and sisters, the alien dudes and dudettes of the paranormal rabbit hole. I wanted to give you guys something cause I don't really give you guys enough attention. I mean, I I give the cryptids more attention because that's what I know and love. That's what I have a, well, I I have a good plethora of knowledge on spirits and that's fun too. And I do like getting into those, but I like saving those because I feel like once I get into those, those are going to be a lot longer episodes because I do like to deep dive into the spiritual and ghosts and you know, demons and things like that. And, Spirits. (coughs) Spirits. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but the spirits and you know, all that. I love that too. So that's uh but they, the aliens they don't really get a lot of attention for me. Uh now if you liked Phil Snyder and the you know, you know about the Dulce Wars. Uh it, it's it's up. That episode is up right now. It's available. Go check it out. Um <laughs> Phil Snyder, man. God that that's kooky. I I remember watching a video about Phil Snyder and it was him and he was going on about the, the base wars about how they drilled a hole underground and that, you know, they had stopped drilling and run into an issue. And so he went into one of the holes and was lowered into a basket and, you know, was no, there were aliens and they, you know, he shot at them, but, one of them rubbed his hands over his belly and shot him, and it shot him and split him open, and he's got a scar on his chest. But he also had an issue with the bandsaw where he got a scar on his chest, so <clears throat> might be the same scar. But uh, that 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 that's up, and you know, a lot of people believe that story. A lot of people believe the uh, the Dulce Base story and the you know the alien wars and the underground bases, uh, and and a lot of people will point to. Well, I don't believe the alien part. I do believe the underground base part, you know, and a lot of people say that, and I do too. I do too. I I can believe in the underground base part. I can see that. So it's not too far fetched at all. It's not out of the, uh, the reaches of normality. I get, I don't know. Uh, I apologize. But anyways, um, Again, I'm giving the UFO heads here a a treat, a tasty treat, because this is one of the most, and I'm I mean this this is one of the most debated uh, UFO abduction alien abduction cases that's out there right now. um, From the newest generation of UFO, you know, people, Uh, it's and it and it's you know it's huge, it's hugely debated, it's hugely argued it's hugely viewed and it's it's out there it's been in the ether for some time uh a book had a book written about you know the the author the the guy that experienced it wrote a book about it which became a movie fourth kind no i'm kidding i'm kidding um obviously we are talking about fire in the sky the travis walton abduction so on November fifth of nineteen seventy-five, uh, a young man by the name of Travis Walton was abducted by aliens. Now, there are some things to know about Travis. Travis had a huge, huge interest in aliens, um, and very recently, in his I think when he was a teenager, he had he had watched a movie. About alien abduction, it was either a documentary style or a you know a sci-fi fantasy movie <clears throat> so what happens is Travis is working for a logging company uh, in the Apache Sitgraves National Forest in Arizona um, now it's it's really interesting to point out. That at this time, you know, he was – they don't really go into in the story how well-liked he may have been. Uh, you know, so there, there's there's a lot of – a lot of fingers are pointed at the people who are going to be with him in this truck. um. <clears throat> and I mean that as in, you know, uh, they don't go – I'm not going to go into detail about the names. Um, I'm just going to kind of give an overview of the case itself. But – now from what i remember travis is working for this logging company he is you know doing well at his job i guess (laughs) it doesn't really we don't really go into that um and i mean nobody really cares about his work habits right now because he's about to get abducted by aliens so I don't think they know, hey, how's your job? Did you finish, did you did you complete your work day and then show up the next day every single time? Um, no, there were times I had to call out when I was sick, you know, when I was legit sick, of course. I don't call out unless I'm legitimately throwing up everywhere and can't hold it in, you know. Um, and the time I was abducted by aliens, I didn't show up for work the next day because, you know, I was abducted by aliens, you know. So, that uh, yeah, I hope that's not going to count against me. Are you regularly abducted by aliens? No, just the one time, just the one time. well, maybe multiple times, but I mean not inconveniently after this time. You know the rest of the time, they put me back in plenty of time for me to wake up the next day and be at work. So you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> aliens, they just abduct you, you know <laughs> maybe think sandworms, I hate them. Um, Beetlejuice sorry boys and girls but yes Travis Walton and his six co-workers were driving back in the in the woods they were in the woods <clears throat> you know and, and uh, driving back through from their job and they saw a bright light among the trees um, the truck driver uh, Mike Rogers uh, decided to go towards the light uh, man, I said we wouldn't give names you don't screw it uh, Mike Rogers Went towards the light um, and they were about 30 yards away. They stopped the truck because they realized it was some sort of unidentified flying object. It was a UFO. Uh, it was about 20 feet in diameter, eight feet high. And at this time, you know, Travis decided to be a smart person. He said, I'm going to get out of the car and take a closer look because. That's what the first guy in a horror movie does before he's viciously murdered by the alien or the monster or the demon risen from the grave or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Pumpkinhead, uh, you know, yada, yada. Jason, blah, blah, blah. Michael Myers. Uh, <clears throat> I just threw out a couple of horror tropes there just to th- throw everybody off. Um, the cliche horror movie tropes. For me, man, the most terrifying creature. I mean, honestly, we're going to be honest here for a split second, just talk about movies for a second, because this has a movie and it's about aliens, the movie Alien slash not Aliens, or Aliens 3, or Resurrection, or AVP, nor AVP 2, nor any of the other ones, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, the first Alien was scary as shit, like I fucking loved it the rest of my I watched. I mean, I love aliens cause it's, you know, the space Marines and you got the, I I guilty me. I pre-ordered the, uh, Nerf alien space Marine gun with the counter. And when you shoot the gun, it fires the darts, rapid fire and makes the sound of the gun firing and the counter counts down. Uh, so I guilty purchased that, uh, that'll come in October, I think, or August. Um, uh, I'm I'm waiting for that. And then there's a Ghostbuster back uh proton pack that I am very much going to have money put on. Because it comes with a slime like a thing for the, the Proton Pack to look like it's been coated in slime or marshmallow. Awesome. It's awesome. And it's full size. And I'm a huge Ghostbuster fan. I have my own Ghostbuster suit. I'm a Ghost Head. Uh uh, uh Ghost Corps' is mecha pretty much. You know, I don't know. I'll stop talking. Uh, the real Ghostbusters. I mean, come on, man. The, the real Ghostbusters is what got me into ghosts in the first place. Because I had watched that cartoon. I mean, I wasn't aware of the movie when it came out because I was so young. Um, it came out when I was probably about, realistically, when I was about, f- the first one came out before I was born. So I didn't know anything about that. But when I was five, I think, the second one came out. But the real Ghostbusters cartoons were on when I was a kid and I remember watching those. And so that's what got me into the the paranormal of, of, on the ghost side was Ghostbusters because I thought the ghosts were cool. Now I look back and go, holy shit, some of these look terrifying. How did we watch this and not have nightmares? You know, like how do you escape the nightmares that this show will give you? Um, that's easy. You read Fire in the Sky and think about what happened to him if you think it's real or not. We'll debate that at the end. But to go back to Travis leading the truck like a genius, uh, because boys and girls, I'm going to call it like I see it. If you think you're brave going towards a UFO, you're not, because here's the thing, while you may think it's fun and games, what if these aren't the aliens that are like, hey dude, glad you joined us. Here's some space soda, some space Coca-Cola. We have Coca-Cola too. We stole your idea and just made it universal. Now and it's, this is this is it for us. This is what aliens drink, dude, and it's great. Uh, no alcohol, no carbs, zero sugars, and it's still sweet and tastes like a normal Coca Cola. Um, and it doesn't go to your hips or your gut or your butt. So and it doesn't rot your teeth. And there's no cocaine. Um, so that may be fun for you, may not be fun depending on the type of person you are. You know. Uh I think cocaine is stupid. Uh But you know that's just me. I prefer to not want to put things up my nose. So, you know, or in my veins. Uh I'm i I'm covered in tattoos, but I'm not a needle person. Anyways, I'm not going to walk towards a UFO. But uh Travis jumped out from the truck and walked towards the floating object. Everyone else in the truck was yelling at him to come back because they were smart enough to not walk towards a flying saucer um, because they're not sure what's going to happen to them once they're on board. So, you know, uh, they yelled for him to come back, but all of a sudden the UFO tilted and switched its light to blue and they described that it came out of the flying saucer directly at him a bluish light Uh, Mr. Walton was slightly lifted off the ground and thrown back a few feet at this point Mike Rogers and the rest of the crew took off in fear and what the crew figured was about 15-20 to minutes they decided to return to where they left Travis but the UFO and Travis were gone Uh, they'd searched for him for about half an hour kind of hoping that he had tried to get away but you know maybe he had hidden in some of the underbrush but he was nowhere to be seen nowhere to be found uh, you know, they basically got back in town around seven thirty, and Kenneth Peterson decided to call the local deputy. Uh, so Sheriff Chuck Ellison uh, was called, and they reported what happened to Travis. They said he was missing, and the deputy was at first obviously kind of like, "Okay, you know what? This is, sounds like a bullshit story." The deputy thought, "Okay, here's what I think happened: they killed him." And now they're coming here to say, hey, a UFO took him. We don't know where he is. There's something a li- little bit fishy, a little, little odd about this story. I, I don't think we're going to need a, a dude and a UFO to solve this case. I don't think we need little green men to solve the case of Travis Walton missing. So, uh... So they called him, and then they said, okay, you know what? We're going to get somebody to come down and and do an interview with you guys. Uh, So a a Sheriff Martin Gillespie came with Ken Copeland and got an interview, got a search team, and went looking for Walton at the scene of the crime. Uh, You know, of course, looking for any kind of trace of him, any kind of trace of loose soil where the men might have buried him. I'm sure there might have been like a lake or something nearby. They probably looked for that because, again... They were suspecting foul play. You know, they thought, okay, this guy's, you know, they may have at first thought, you know, this is some kind of hoax story. These guys are trying to get famous. Then they're like, oh, shit, this kid's actually missing. What's going on? So because they couldn't find Travis, the other men went through a polygraph test. Uh, Now, they took the polygraph test, uh Cy Gleason on November 10th gave them and administered it to them, and all of the men answered truthfully to the questions. Uh one, one came back inconclusive. Uh, you know, he asked if they had caused harm to Travis and if they were telling the truth about the UFO. And they said, No, we didn't harm him. Yes, we were telling the truth. All of the men, besides Allen, passed with flying colors. So you know, I mean, now we all know now polygraphs are inadmissible evidence because you can lie on a polygraph. And I mean, you know, did we cause harm to him? No, a UFO caused harm to him. You can you can deliver that smoothly because you're you know, you've got your story set. It's all good. So Travis is missing. And you've got to remember, so when Travis went missing, it was November 5th, I think if I remember correctly, it was around 5 or 6 in the evening that uh, Grant and Eve got a phone call from someone claiming to be Travis. They had a low, raspy voice and said, you know, I'm Travis, this is Travis, uh, I'm at a phone booth at the Herbert gas station. I need help. Come and get me. Um, Now, from what I remember, it was him and his brother. His brother came and got him. So they found Travis in that same phone booth, on the floor of the phone booth, wearing the same clothes he disappeared in. Uh, I was told he was, from one of the stories I remember, they said he was naked, you know, walking down the road. Uh, But from, you know, from others, there's, you know, he's in the same clothes. But visibly thinner, very, you know, unshaven. You know, they could tell that he had, you know, grown, his facial hair had grown. Uh, Just talking gibberish, very dismayed, very kind of out of it. But, you know, he was in it enough to make a phone call at least. So, you know, he's like, you know, he knew. I mean, obviously there's, and obviously there would be, realistically, there would be some kind of survival instinct of once you got to a phone and got some kind of money or were able to call someone, you would be like, you'd get your message across and then, your brain would snap because you need to get to that safety. You need that safety to come to you and and collect you. And so, you know, I I can see that. I can see that. And it's also, that's also part of, you know, people that have, you know, been out in the desert for a while. When they get back, they ask for a certain person and you know, that person will come, you know, they'll, they'll start to live them back up a little bit more. Sometimes, you know, it's weird, some weird stuff, but you know, we'll get to that some other time. Maybe, I don't know. It may not be paranormal. That may be just normal. Um, But, you know, it's it's one of those where I could see that. Like something like that, if you were aware of everything that happened, uh, would be terrifying. So for Travis, he got back, he was in pretty bad condition, he had a hard time doing anything. You know, he was pretty visibly uh, you know, effed up, pretty messed up. he was jacked up, you know, his body was malnourished a little bit. Uh no, I wouldn't say malnourished, but it was visibly thinner, as I said before, you know. Uh, so it, it, I, I can understand him being, you know, him being kind of out of it for the for that kind of a thing happening, If you, especially if you're aware and you can remember it. Uh, and he did. So the first thing he remembered was being struck by the blue light. That's the first thing that came to his mind. Uh, and being in the woods and waking up thinking, you know, he may be in a hospital or in some kind of room, but he was laid out on a table with light above him. Uh, and he said it was warm and he looked around and in, in pain, like his eyes were hurting. Uh, you know, so it was very bright Uh said, he saw three figures standing around him and, and he thought they were doctors at first, uh, and they were wearing orange garments, but, his eyes started to clear up and he realizes that all of a sudden these aren't doctors. These aren't even humans. Um, uh, he described them as being a five foot tall grayish being with dark eyes and a large head, a uh, small facial features, small ears, small nose. Um, uh, he said they looked pretty much similar to what people described as grays, the gray aliens. Um, now, keep in mind there was a movie that came out about abduction that featured gray aliens. And gray aliens are the standard normal definition alien for what we see, especially for experimental aliens uh, and sometimes manted aliens, like mantis aliens. Uh, but he was, you know, he was sitting there realizing and coming to and going, oh, shit. Uh, these are aliens I need to I need to I need to defend myself so he said he hit one with his fist and he said it was as solid as a human would be but lighter and was thrown back more easy uh, they tried to grab him tried to subdue him and you know he grabbed the nearest object to fend him off Uh. realistically I'm trying to put myself in his shoes right now and be like fuck what would I do? He grabbed first first of all, he grabbed a, a glass cylinder that was near him. He said he says he grabbed a glass cylinder, was like, you know, swinging it back and forth and saying, Back up, dude. I swear to God, I will hit you with this if you do not back up. Um you know, keep back. And they, they never once tried to communicate with him, is you know, obviously he's freaking out. What are you gonna say to that? Hey, calm down. No, you're gonna try and take that and be like, No, you're not gonna hit me with that. Okay, hey. You he try to take the weapon first and then you get smacked with it. Because that's what happens in the movies. Um, <laughs> but he he said that he was fighting them off and they left the room. They dipped out. They said, we're done with this. We're done with this shit. We're not dealing with this asshole. I don't get paid enough uh, galactic units to deal with this kind of shit. I'm not getting hit with this glass tube and then having to file an insurance claim on PPX1 for being attacked by a experimental subject. I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not filling out that paperwork today. I'm out. I'm going on break uh and picking the glass out. And I'm taking a full hour on the clock because I'm picking glass out of my head. So, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm taking a normal break now. I'm out. Peace out. Uh You know, and he he tried to find a way to escape. He left the room and then headed down hallways, which led to other rooms, uh, which, you know, eventually led to a large spherical room with a chair in the center. Um, You know, he approached the chair very carefully, thinking that there might be something in it. Uh, You know, and he he thought, okay, well, there's some stuff on this chair. I can probably push one of these buttons or levers to get out. Uh, Pushed a small lever next to the chair and saw stars around him uh they started to shift and rotate and he thought maybe he was controlling the ship you know he got out of the chair said maybe i shouldn't touch this shit you know maybe i should keep my hands to myself um and and, and you know just kind of just you know maybe see what else i can find let's let's, let's you know let's let's get out of here um uh, So he got out of the chair and walked towards the entrance to look for another way out. Um, And that's when he heard a noise and turned. uh, But this time, it wasn't one of the aliens. This time, it was a tall human wearing a blue suit, a thick belt, and some kind of helmet with a glass face. Uh, He frantically asked him, who frantically asked him a hundred questions at once and uh, grabbed him by his arm and said, you're coming with me, follow me. Uh, He went with her. They traveled down a corridor and uh oh I'm sorry, the man. Ugh, sorry. Uh he went with him and he said, Oh, it was a man in a spacesuit. He said it looked like a man in a spacesuit. And uh then he described a hangar with about a 40 foot saucer sh- with about three shiny forty foot saucer shaped ships. Um and then he said that the man led him down other costumes or other hallways and with other humans wearing the same blue suits. Uh, he proceeded to ask these humans what was going on, if they could help him, but they didn't respond. Now there's a, a conspiracy about a certain president making a deal with aliens that they could experiment on a certain number of humans. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll look that up, but, uh, that's an interesting thing. Um, but he said that they led him to a table, covered his face with something that looked like an oxygen mask. Uh, os, oxygen, oxygen. I don't know what I was going to say. Oxygen mask, and then after that, he woke up at the gas station with the flying saucer flying away above him. Um. Uh, now, they, you know, he he did call and they they did question him. Um, you know, said, hey, what happened? And and it's. You know, he went through all of that. You know, he retold that. And then, you know, of course, wrote books, had movies. The dude's been around conventions for a long time. Now, for me, the problem with this story is that it has a lot of a lot of things similar with other UFO incidents. Like the Pascagouli incident where they were fishing. And the UFO came and, and you know, went over them while they were fishing and abducted them. Kind of has an element of that where he's with these other guys and he gets abducted. Um, Then you have him being on the ship and fighting off one of the aliens and, you know, going around the ship into rooms and seeing stars and, uh, you know, being shown other UFOs and other things. Um, And then waking up and finding that the UFO was taking off. Uh, We're going to cover this case later, but eventually we're going to go over the uh betty and barney hill case in full i kind of covered a little bit of it in the uh the alien cases that we did on the first few episodes but i want to give it a more uh attention to detail time and and talk about it more and discuss that case more because there was a lot that that had uh that had happened in that case and and i also want to pull up the videos of uh him going through uh retro hypnosis it's kind of it's kind of honestly hearing it's kind of scary Um, it's kind of messed up so um and not not for like scary reasons like you know you hear the aliens talking but for him like him retelling what he's going through is kind of like oh shit um so it's kind of messed up and uh and i want to give it a little I'll, a good bit of attention because it is, it is one of the first uh recorded ufo slash abduction stories uh in the united states so uh it but it it has bits of that and travis was a huge alien slash ufo slash alien abduction fan he loved all that shit he had said before that he would like to get abducted by aliens so it's hard a lot of people find it hard to believe because a lot of people think realistically what happened was this dude was an asshole um the other six guys left him out in the middle of nowhere, you know, on their logging trip. And it took him that long to get back into town to where he knew he had people he could trust to say, Oh, Hey, yeah, I did this. And then, you know, the guys probably stopped by, paid him a visit and said, you know, Hey, we told him it was an alien abduction. You go along with that. You understand. And he was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And he had always wanted to be abducted. So he just made up a story and then wrote a book, got a movie and he made money off of it. Uh, you know and it's it's one of those where they they passed a lie detector test though Inadmissible admissible in court, but lie detector test so i mean honestly with the with the elements of the story that are in there, they just seem like deviated elements of previously told stories like the Pasigouli incident where they got abducted from the u- uh from the fishing boat I think it was a canoe that they were fishing out of um or they were fishing off of a dock. I can't remember which one um I think those are actually two different cases (laughs) to be honest um but it's like those cases where you have these incidents that are seemingly repeated just like oh god i'm trying to think of a recent one because there was one where the oh um Oh, it was the first actual abduction from the, uh, from like Panama. I don't remember the guy's name, but he saw like his children and everything. And then you had the other guy who is, uh, Rob, uh, um, I can't remember his name. He's that weird guy that was, he ended up like he, he set out his own documentary and was, he ended up being like, uh, having pedophile charges against him, um, that kind of a guy, a, uh, Stan Romanac. Stan Romanac. Stan Romanak was his name. Uh, and I can't remember where he was from, but he said he had like, st- uh, st- children from the stars, like star children. And I'm like, really, you want to, you want to pretend to have star children and do all this weird stuff and then take weird pictures. Uh, and I mean, you could tell that Stan's stuff is fake. We'll get into a deep dive of that guy too. Um, I think we did actually. Uh I think we did. So never mind, I don't want to get back into a deep dive. It, it's because it, he's kind of ridiculous. Uh but yeah, it it's strange. That guy's strange. But no, Travis, it's hard to believe because he has such a uh, he he had a previous obsession with it. So it's like he, you know, he has all of this to 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 go off of. And it's it, it's a big deal for him because he loves it so much, and he's been wanting to get abducted. So, um, and he did have a history of like you know being a huge alien slash UFO head, so uh, or UFO not or UFO not technically, uh, but it, 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 and it's you know it, it's not uncommon for people to want to obsess and then create things and go for money, you know, to create a lie for money. It's not uncommon, so. Uh, you know, it, it, honestly, can we say any less? But I mean, I would love to know what you guys think about this case. Tell me in the comments on uh, our Instagram page. That Instagram Instagram page, if you put in your search bar, is the Paranormal Rabbit Show Show podcast. I can't talk. Let you know this. You know, you know, I can't talk. The paranormal man cannot talk today. Um, what you do is you go to that search bar. You type in the Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. The Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast. That's right. Type that in all one word, no spaces. Look for that little picture of the cow getting abducted by the the alien cow getting abducted by aliens. Uh, you'll see our most recent post about this story, uh, and uh, probably the post about this story when it comes out. But yeah, come on out, uh, interact. Tell us. Tell me something that you want me to cover. Uh, any kind of paranormal thing you want me to cover. But tonight was all about Travis. Tonight was all about Travis. Uh, Now, look, do I believe that Travis Walton was abducted by aliens? No, I don't. I think his buddies left him because he was a jerk, and they left him out in the middle of nowhere for dead. Uh, They didn't cause him harm. They just didn't give him a ride home, and he had to walk back home, and it took him a while to get home, and he had to survive. And then he made up the story because he didn't want them to kill him. Uh, Or if they went to jail, they'd take him down. I don't know. You never know. Stranger Things Have Happened, Uh, and also that is out. So finish that season. Uh, All right? But boys and girls, for tonight's show, that's it. Um, You know, usually we have a little more, but this story was kind of just, you know, it's a cut and dry case where you just kind of have to look at it and you have to make your own decisions on whether you believe this or not. Uh, Do I believe it? I don't. There's a lot to why I don't believe it. And that is, again, just the coincidental, you know, comparisons to the passing incident or Betty and Barney Hill. uh, And realistically his background, because in his background he and his mother were very obsessed with aliens uh, to be honest. So actually let's talk about that for a second because in, in reality they were very obsessed with aliens beforehand. So why wouldn't it, why wouldn't he make up a story and then get famous for being abducted by aliens? Because then he'd be loved by the same kind of people he could talk to the same kind of people he gets to talk to all the time and they would flock to him. That's why I think it's fake. Uh, we'll get into that with another video that's out, or uh, actually, uh, that's not another video because there's no video of Travis Walton being abducted. That'd be great if there were real evidence, then you could shut everybody down. But um, just like another uh, paranormal entity slash cryptid that has a video out, uh, we'll talk about that. You know what? We'll make that the next story. And guys, the Gulf Breeze show is coming. Uh, Jared just hasn't been free to come and cover it, and I, I promised to cover it with him because I promised him he'd love it. So uh, we will do that show, but that that's on the back burner for right now. But the next the next episode, guess what? Next episode's gonna be a good one. We're gonna talk about Patty, the PG film, PGF, Patterson, Kimlin, film. Bigfoot folks, spread the word to your friends and family because we're going to talk about this. And I'm sorry, but you guys, you know I'm not a Bigfoot guy. But guess what? I give everybody equal coverage. love you all. Thank you for listening. Next week, Patty, we're talking about it. But for this week, with Travis Walton, fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. Sounds like a rock song fire in the sky this week Travis Walton we are done and thank you for tuning in again and thank you for going down this paranormal rabbit hole with me be careful out in the woods out there folks you can get abducted <laughs>